the Mess It Up podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's Biker Chick and the Bowtie Guy. Welcome to the Mess It Up podcast. It is today, as we listen to this, if you're listening on the day that it came out, it's somebody's birthday. Oh, who? It'd be you, Christina! Oh, me! Yay! Uh, this is uh, Bowtie Guy, and uh, the birthday girl over there is also uh, known as Biker Chick. And we are here to help you turn messes into messages. And boy, do we have messes. We do. And? I have lots. And we have messages. Uh, we do. so awesome how we yeah. do that. Um, if you want to know the word of the week this week, I've got a good one for you. It's surrogate. And a surrogate is um, a substitute. Um, and a lot of times we think about it with uh, like surrogate mom mm-hmm. uh, hosting a, 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 an embryo and a fetus right. to birth for someone else. But a surrogate can, be, surrogate can be anything that stands in something else's place. And uh, I was thinking about that with uh, Thanksgiving this past week. And I just thought, well, we'll just use surrogate as a word of the week this week. So, ta-da. If you can use the word of the week in a sentence, give yourself seven bonus points every time you use it. If you can use it with a hashtag, give me bonus points, I'll give you an extra 25 bonus points. So, there you go. You know how many people are going to get bonus points? A lot. <laughs> yes. It's amazing. It's amazing. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. And I have been making a push this week to post things on the Twitters as well. So we You're are tweeting. On, we are tweeting. Woo. Yep. Yep. Me and the president just living on Twitter. Hey. And uh, so check us out on all of those uh, social media platforms. Use the hashtag uh, mess it up. Use the hashtag tune in Tuesday. Use the hashtag happy birthday Biker chick, and uh, we'll give you bonus points. You got any big plans for the? Uh... <laughs> I was like, what was I supposed to roll into with that Here's one? The thing. I just start talking, and then Christina waits until like she's. It's almost like she's playing Frogger on the internet. She just waits until the traffic is clear, and then she tries to make her way across the street. And then here I come storming in with a bus. That's right. Or sometimes I just sit there. And I just get so consumed with my own thoughts. I don't even remember I'm here. Share them with us. But that happens. Yeah. I can't. You're talking. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You can give me a skirt. Skirt. So plans for the birthday? Um, I have. Um, You're going to love this. I do have plans, unfortunately. Um, I am taking my husband to the airport where he is flying back home. Um, his grandmother passed away. And so I will be taking him to the airport and I will get good quality time with him. Mm -hmm. And, um, my bestie is riding with so that I am not driving home by myself. Nice. Which is very awesome. And where is this road trip? Because if you just listen to the road trip part, it does sound like a fun birthday trip. Vegas. I'm going to Vegas on my birthday. Yeah. But figuring I'm sober. Yeah, and, it's great. We got some recovering uh, people headed to Vegas. <laughs> just no, just for a day trip. We're just gonna just pop in and trip. pop out, get our business done and I have thought about trying I will have Roman, my four year old, so I have thought about finding something to do. I found something that was twenty dollars for the adults and like fifteen for him and it was some sort of all ages kid thing. I can't remember now. But I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about trying to make the best out of but making a mess out of the a message, message out, out of, of the mess. mess. That's right. But I have dogs at home and I have no one to feed them or let them out. So. Well, now, 
I'm your cheap friend, Paul, and let oh. me tell you. Hi, cheap friend, Paul. There's a lot of inexpensive and cheap and free things to do in Vegas, and they all center around people watching. I love to people watch in Vegas. I do, too. I love people watching. Um, and it's funny because when I people watched back when I drank, it was very different because I'm sure I was one of those persons you that were was being, being watched. people watched. <laughs> yes. Um, Check this chick out. But now I find it... I don't know if I just carry so much of people's struggles in my heart. Because mm-hmm. now when I people watch in places like that, it's hurtful. It is. And I do spend time praying, which I never did when I was in Vegas before. Yeah. But Well, praying uh, for <laughs> different things. Well, yeah. Come on, Blackjack. Yeah. I never was a gambler. Oh. No. I would sit at the slots for free Free drinks, oh, but that's about it. Yeah. Never really a, and no. Yeah. No craps, no blackjack, no. Uh, I was waiting one time for a person to come in at the airport in Vegas, and mm. my favorite thing to do, and I understand that they're they're shutting down the fountains at the Bellagio, which is really criminal to me because that was like the only Why? thing I enjoyed doing in Vegas. But <gasps> I was sitting outside, and I had about four hours to kill, so I was just watching the fountains go off at at the Bellagio. And I watched this uh, person go by, and they were, it was probably two in the afternoon and could barely walk drunk. And I had that same feeling of just like, wow, this is just so, so horribly sad that that's their existence. And there's there's not a lot that you can do other than pray for those people. And it's a great opportunity to just look at a person and pray because you can't, you can't be stopped from prayer. I'm stuck on the fountains at Bellagio or yes. shutting down. You realize that. Yeah. Where did you hear that? I don't know. I, I just remember hearing it somewhere. Maybe it was just for a, a, a redo or something like that. I don't know. Okay. Cause you have me like, that's my favorite thing in Vegas. I love, I love the fountains. I think it, it looks good. It okay. looks good. I think that might have been fake news. Uh Oh, <laughs> I hate when that happens. <laughs> yeah. I find me funny. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, have a safe trip and, and eat some good food. If Thanks. you've got food suggestions for us, please uh, put them on our Facebook page yeah. or on our Instagram account or yeah. send a tweet to us uh, with the hashtag, please eat. And uh, we'll know that those are some food suggestions in and around the beautiful city of Las Vegas, Nevada. Absolutely. Um, so I was um, in the prison this week and I always had my friend Josh. Uh, in the prison, he's an inmate there, always takes my notebook mm-hmm. and just he just grabs it from me and he'll write me down a thought or a quote or something like that. So this week I put down Josh's quote of the week and it's a real thinker. So I'm going to save that one for another time. But I've got another one here that he gave me um, from uh, uh, one of his favorites is Ravi, Ravi, Ravi Zacharias. Um, and it says, when you combine passion with theological integrity, you have found the bridge between the heart and the head. And it's interesting to me because I'm not much of a theologian and I don't get into the deep theological uh, conversations and musings because it tends to just get me bogged down in my own brain. Right. So I just, I mean, sometimes just getting by is struggle enough for me. I don't need to bog myself down with, with the struggles of whatever it is, theological, you know, disposition that someone may or may not have. 
Right. But I was thinking about that connection between the heart and the head because that is a lot of my recovery is that connection between the heart and head, especially as I look at codependency. I want to make someone happy. And in my head, I know just me doing this isn't going to do it. In my heart, I think, okay, but what if it does? And right. I'll put myself out there one more time. Right. All the time. Isn't yeah. that one more time? Doesn't it happen every time? It, You're just like one more time. One more time. Yep. One more Until you break that cycle. And that's what I need to know. How do you break that cycle of codependency? It is difficult. Yeah. I mean, this would be, we could have so many guests, uh, <laughs> visitors on. And right. it would be great because we could just find our codependent friends and say, hey, will you be on? And you know what they would say? Yes. Yeah, they yes. would. Yeah, they would. Because it's just that compulsion. And do you have... Areas in your life where you know from a, a mental and just a, a academic standpoint, this is dumb. This is not going to work. This is just ridiculous thinking, but you can't get out of it. I mean, yes, yes, and more yes, <laughs> all the time, all kinds of things. And it's crazy because they're very, they're very specific. Like I find I'm very codependent with my husband. Very unhealthily codependent with my husband, but with other things, I'm not, I have no problem saying no or setting boundaries or finding, you know, where my limits are. But I feel like I'm just entangled with my husband's emotions and trying to make him happy. Yeah. I was going to say being entangled with your spouse's emotions. I don't necessarily see that as an issue, but if you're doing it to make them happy, that's where I well, see the balance I, I imagine like a wad of hair when I think of entangled mm. versus like something beautifully entwined, like a woven tapestry. Okay. Okay. So I think marriage would be, you know, a, a healthy, emotionally connected marriage would be like a beautiful woven tapestry. Sometimes I think it's a tapestry with a hairball on it. <laughs> <laughs> and it may well be. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I feel like I'm in a hairball sometimes. Yeah. I feel like it's just dirty and it might have been pulled from the shower stall, you know, oh, the, the shower nice. drain and it's Here's just got the thing about muck that, and it's got soap in it. So it it's does. Clean. It is clean. Yeah, it's, it's like a uh, a, a loofah pad that you've pulled out of your drain. Yum. Mm-hmm. Try but, to yeah, try to try to, uh, try to un like a tapestry, I think you can pull a piece off and then you start to unravel that. And yes. there's order to that. And you can see how it comes together. If you try to untangle a hairball. Yeah. Now. Lots of things break. They, they can. <laughs> yeah. And I know my wife does crocheting and I'm mm -hmm. crocheting in the air right now. I'm doing air crochet. He is. Just He's to air crochet. You know, define what crocheting means in case you don't know. Uh, but my job with crocheting is when the ball of yarn gets knotted up, I like to pull at it. I like to, to untangle it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you do get to the point there where it's like, the only thing out of this mess is going to be scissors. That's the only way we can do this. Right. Tying it together. Now, the beautiful thing is the, the master crocheter that she is, she's like God in my life. And when I cut those strings, she comes in and ties it together and she can just blend it she in blends it. and right. make it be part of the story, part of what's there. And you don't even know, even though it's there, you don't even know. And God does that when he takes the mess, turns it into a message. 
That was good. Isn't it? That was good. We've been doing this long enough. This is show number 33 right now. And I wish I was 33, but I'm not. Oh, do you few want to tell extra, the world how many you are today? extra. I'm 34. What? Not really. I'm 39. Oh, see, that's 34 plus 5. That's right. Yay. 3, 4, 5. Oh. <laughs> See, now that messed Paul's me up. mind was just blown. Yeah, I love numbers. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So in another year... I'll be 40. Yes! It's true. Yes. You know, we'll never be in the same decade. Nope. Mm. That's okay. Sad. No. Oh, well. Fantastic. Yeah. So um, I'm just now looking at the clock and wanted to continue this, but... I want to throw it to our song of the week. Now, I love me some for King and Country. Me too. And I know that you do too. Mm -hmm. Christine and I, the most common text, if you look back at our text conversations, the most popular text that we've had over the last year is simply one, two, three, which means Mm -hmm. one of us has heard for King and Country on the radio and we're just sharing it. Um, And this is a new song from uh, the new For King and Country uh, album. It's called God Only Knows. So take a listen. We'll be back on the other side of the break to break it down. God only knows what you've been through. God only knows what they say about you. God only knows how it's killing you. But there's a kind of love that God only knows. God only knows what you've been through. God only knows what they say. Then like this, it's always a big thing when we come back from the uh, from the break. I always ask Christina, "Hey, do you want to bring it back, or shall I bring it back?" And she just gives me her Christina look, and so she just inhaled. <laughs> I have my own look. I did. Yeah. I did. I'm glad yeah, that you realized that. Um, so we heard this song for the first time, uh, my wife and I, back at the celebrate. Uh, recovery summit in Nashville this summer when mm. for King and Country was kind of debuting it, and before they did the song. Uh, Luke came out and told a story about his uh, youngest child that had had a, a problem and he told right. this story and they did the song. I was like, wow, that's amazing. And so then Bev and I saw him again uh, late this summer in uh, California here. And then Joel comes out and tells a different story. And it just made me think, okay, when they do these, first of all, the stories are real. Um, they're not just like, okay, here's the story we tell on stage for this. Right. But this song, God Only Knows, 
it, it's so applicable to so many things because we all carry on these things and you see these guys running around and jumping on stage and just exuding the joy and, and making you feel good, mm-hmm. but they carry around the baggage. And to be able to jump with that much weight inside shows an incredible amount of strength that can only come from God that can only come from that healing that he provides. And right. uh, this song, normally when I hear a song at a concert that I don't know, I'm not good at remembering like, oh yeah, I heard that at the concert the one time. And that's that's my wife and my daughter, they do that, mm-hmm. but I don't. And this one I'm like, oh yeah, that's the song. Uh, so I wanted to throw it in today for this because I just, I just love so much about it. So I heard this song for the first time just now. Happy birthday. <laughs> and the first thing I said is I really see a new favorite song coming out of this because there's just so much goodness packed in here. It's like a powerful little punch in this song. Yes. Um, cause I know with me, I even feel like people don't really know the real me or what's going on on inside of me. Good, bad, what, what I've been through, the things that I battle on a day-to-day basis. I feel often alone because either I've been through something that I feel is unique to me in a set of circumstances that I feel is unique to me piled on by, you know, and it's very easy to isolate myself and say, I'm the only one. Mm -hmm. Um, and so the beautiful reassurance that God knows me through and through and loves me for each and everything that has happened in my life, each and every decision that I've made is not going to cause him to turn. It's not going to cause him to walk away. It's not going to cause any of that. He is my consistent and my forever. And that's pretty cool. Mm, I love that consistent. Um, because I'm not consistent. You know, no, I love know. my family. Mm-hmm. I love my kids. So bad. But there's times where I just, you know, want to shake someone or whatever. I'm not, I don't have that consistent that God has for me. Right. And, you know, when I heard it, the, my wife described it and I agree with her as haunting, just that the chorus of yes. God only knows what you've been through. God only knows what they say about you. God only knows how it's killing you. And yeah. for me... I put on that happy face, right? partly to fool myself, but partly to fool the world. So they think that I'm okay because if they, if they think I'm okay, they'll treat me like I'm okay. And then maybe I'll be okay. Right. And I don't let them in. And, and sometimes I don't let people in because I don't want to just fall apart. You know, I'm the guy who cries at every movie. It, my family laughs at me. We, we made it through a Kurt Russell movie yesterday and I didn't cry because I always, my family laughs at me because when I watched Miracle, I'm sitting there crying and I was like, but they won. And I was like, yeah, but you knew the, I know. And every time I watch that Miracle on Ice, you know, 1980 hockey team, I'm going to cry. And they say Kurt Russell makes me cry, but... I'm a crier, you know, I've got weepy eyes and, and, and leaky faucets in my tear ducts, but I don't always want people to know what's up. You know, I, I don't blubber. I just sit there and silently ironize Cody at just one right. tear going down my face. Right. Um, but I, I like in one of the verses, it says, you know, for the lonely, I'm lonely for the ashamed. That's me for the misunderstood. Yep. The ones to blame. Yep. That's me. What if we could start over? 
And the thing is, is that God lets us. And it's not a thing where he just waves the magic wand and everything goes away. You know, the fingers we cut off don't grow back. But he does show me a way out of the mess. Have you seen the video to this? I have not. I so I often nerd out and look at different things in relationship to whatever we're talking about. And Thank you for saying nerd out and not get bored with what Paul's saying. No, like I, if something, I've got serious ADD, so it, I jump squirrels all the time. And um, when I was looking at the lyrics for this song, there was um, a headline post that says for king and country tackle suicide in a new music video god only knows that caught my attention Mm -hmm. quick and so it's talking about what the video looks like and how it starts off and how it um one act of kindness could have changed the path of this person it starts off with um a young woman uh, presumably ending her life by jumping off a bridge. And then um, it talks about the power of someone interacting, showing a small act of kindness and how that could change a person's path by just one thing during yeah. the day. And so we will have to go back and watch that video. And so will you guys. If you guys watch that video, let me know because it, it sounds like it's a incredibly powerful visual story. Yeah, and they do great visual work. I mean, they're very visually acute band. Yeah, they um, are a cute band, too. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, you know, it, it, that, that idea of, Was I of being giving obtuse? someone... <laughs> that's nice. Good callback. Um, the idea of, of encouragement and people not knowing how important they are is so critical. I was just at a men's retreat last weekend um, as we record this, and the the speaker talked about the fact that he has a son who's wildly successful, but didn't know. And, and he actually went through and he's got several degrees, but he graduated from college again mm-hmm. and didn't invite any of the family because he said, I didn't think you guys would be proud of me because he was going and... and changing his career from very monetarily successful to becoming a teacher. Oh, yeah. And his his dad was like, are you nuts? Of course we're proud of you. And so he encouraged us to, you know, he says he, every morning he texts his family. And so I've been texting my family on, you know, my, my, my kids in the morning uh, to, you know, just to try to encourage them. And it's been amazing the the response that I get. Yeah. Um, my youngest daughter on Saturday, uh, you know, I said, Hey, I just want you to know that I'm proud of you. I love you. I hope you have a great day. And she put you too. Are you okay? (laughs) You keep sending texts that make me worried you're dying or something because I was just, I love your child. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I was just, and it was like, okay, that what that says to me, is I haven't encouraged her enough. And I feel Aww. like I have, but it's so foreign to her to get an encouragement that she's like, what's up with this? And as we were doing this to different men, we, a lot of us were getting these type of responses back from our kids like, right. what's wrong? What did I do? And it's like, no, it's just you. I just, I love you so much. Well, and I was gonna go deep with that mm-hmm. when you first started talking about it, but I'm emo today and, um, you know how many 
of us broken kids would die for one text yeah. from their dad saying, I'm proud of you, kid. Yeah. So one text can make that difference. You know, it might be a, hey, I'm not used to this day-to-day. What's going on? Are you okay? But, you know, I have a feeling that's not the first time you've looked at your kid and said, I'm proud of you. Yeah. You know? And I know, you know, my dad's been gone now for 10, 12, 13, I don't know how many years. Um, But I still chase that. I still Mm want to make him proud of me. And I still think, you know, when I do something, like when I finish the book... Pop would be proud of this yeah. right now. And I, I, I crave that. And and I knew in my heart that he was proud, but I didn't hear those words. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to. And I know my kids need to hear those right. from me. Absolutely. Well, and mine's kind of backwards. My dad will say on the side, well, Christina, you know I'm proud of you. You know, you've done some good things in life. And, duh, duh, duh. and I have said, you can tell by my tone of voice as I'm saying it. I have such hindrance in believing that because the words come out in such a like aggravated way, just kind of like a, there's no softness mm-hmm. in that tone. There's no, what I feel is sincerity and genuineness. It just always seems like he's trying to prove a point about who he is by saying those words instead of truly reflecting anything about me yeah and to flip that around just a little bit i often i have a hard time separating and knowing am i doing this so that or because that's what i want to do and i just i feel like i truly want to give to people and i and i love people so i want to do that or am i doing it to prove to myself that i'm worthy and i think a lot of times it's both I get caught in that, you know, I, I'm doing this just to prove to myself because I don't always believe I'm not always proud of myself. Right. And, and I'm the last one in line to be proud of, of Paul. You know, my family will be my, I, you know, I, I would joke with people when I was talking about the book that, you know, getting people to read it. Cause I know my wife will always just say, Oh, it's great. It's the best thing I've ever seen. And I, sometimes I don't, I don't believe because I know she loves me so much that, you know, it's like child art. It's like, oh, oh, it's great. Good job. Wonderful. I mean, this is amazing because she just loves me that much. She does. And I don't question it. Right. But myself, I'm, I, I question, you know, am I really worthwhile? Am I really doing something that counts? Am I, does it really matter? I mean, I, I try not to obsessively check the statistics on this podcast, on the blog, just to see how many people liked it, how many people listened to it, how many people shared it, because that's where I'm getting my worth from. And so please people like it, share it. But it's, you know, it's just knowing that I'm good enough sometimes is very difficult. Absolutely. I I concur. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. So I may fail one of my classes. Oh, (laughs) Which leads to the, eh, I, that would never happen with the old Christina. I would be too obsessive about my grades and about my work and about calculating everything down to the, how can I make sure that I'm getting the highest grade possible? Even if I make X mistake or Y mistake over here, I've still got this to back up. Mm-hmm. And, um, I used to just, that, that defined me 
how well I did, my grades, what those scores, what those points look like defined me as a human being. And in a funny way, it's kind of nice to not feel that way. It's a little, I get a little anxious, like, oh, am I really going to fail? Because mm-hmm. I haven't had an F since high school. Um, but I, it's nice to realize I don't tie myself to that anymore, I guess. Yeah. Was, were you doing that? Who were you trying to prove it to? Well, I, I know the school thing all, always stems back to my dad Okay. Yeah. because he pushed that so hard on me, which is great. I mean, I thank him for that. I'm uh, very well educated. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were telling that story about the next degree, I just kind of chuckled inside. But um, yeah, it was it was always how I was going to be successful was by getting a good education, by always continuing to learn and further further that part of me. Right. Now I'm just a Google nerd. I don't need books and thousands of dollars in tuition every month to prove that I'm smart. Yeah. I have Google that helps me with that. Thank you, Google. <laughs> um, yeah, we have right now uh, on the other end of your um, headphones or speakers or whatever you're listening with, you've got just mountains of unused education talking to you right now. We are, yes. we are the most overly qualified, unemployed people that you know. That's right. Uh, You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I think I'm going to just go ahead and wrap it up here because we're we're making these people listen to us for a long time and we're hitting that half hour mark, which we never thought we we would when we started. But uh, I just think it's, it's amazing what things I put as a surrogate in my life for me, for Christ. And I need to make sure that my surrogates are the proper things. Doing things like for Thanksgiving, we hung out with a bunch of forever family and genetic family and, and we had love for each other. Yeah. Um, my mother was talking about, oh, in February, you're going to be having your first grandchild. I was like, no, this, this baby that I'm holding right here is my fifth grandchild and there's absolutely zero DNA between any of us. Right. It's just, this is who this is. So uh, we can do that because we have the right surrogates. And yes. I didn't do that when I, before I was in recovery, I, I, not at all. Right. My surrogates were put in the wrong um, things. But uh, let us know what's going on in your life. We love to hear back from you. Email us at uh, info at messituppodcast.com. Or if you've got a story that you want to share with me, it's bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. And I am bikerchick at messituppodcast.com. Send birthday wishes to our lovely friend, the biker chick here, because this is her last hurrah in her thirties. And we really want to send her off with, you know, just magnificent, magnificent feelings and emotions. So, uh, send her those things at her email address or just put some stuff on our Facebook page or Instagram or, or Twitter. And, uh, we can't wait to see how you're taking your mess and turning it into a message. That's right. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.